Hey, what's up? This is Ranting with Randy. I'm Randy, and this is a podcast about anything and everything that can drive a sane person. I can't even get it out because I know already we're not talking about any of that other bullshit other than the fucking coronavirus. So we're just going to cut to the fucking chase, and we got Linky on the FaceTime. Linky. Lincoln Mitchell is on the FaceTime, and uh, you're going to listen to us kick it about just life in New York City and how we're coping and dealing with the coronavirus and how, basically just how the fuck we feel. So we go on for a while. Stick this in your ear holes. Thanks for hanging around. If any thoughts, feelings, opinions, views, hit us up. You know where to find us. Uh, you can find Lincoln on the Instagram at Lincoln A. Mitchell. You can find me. On, why am I doing this now? This is the beginning of the fucking podcast. See how this, take a break, take a breath. Listen to the rest of the podcast, and I will come back with the outro when the outro is actually supposed to be done. And I am leaving this in there so that you know this happens in real time. I am not editing it out. This is me. This is how it goes. And sometimes it goes right, and sometimes it goes totally fucking wrong. But the majority of this podcast with Lincoln goes right. So thanks for listening, and uh, here you go. All right. This is the podcast rant coronavirus FaceTime version. Hi, Linky. Hi, how are you? It's uh, that's a very open-ended question, and I will—I don't know—you can start because I don't want to—I don't—I don't want to ramble. I, I have plenty to add, but I really think that uh, don't worry about the connection. Just keep talking because it might okay. be the FaceTime connection that's timing out because my internet has been so okay. fantastic through this whole thing. But how are you? You know, just having a quiet day at home. I thought I'd stay home today. Yeah, just today. <laughs> like every fucking day. I see, come. Like every fucking day. But you've been yeah, out. I but mean, you've been out. You've done a pharmacy run for someone. Well, yeah. I mean, I, yesterday I had to. I mean, I have a, a close relative who who is sick, so I have to. And, and and she's older, and her husband's older, so I'm helping out when I can. Sick, uh, sick, or sick with the virus? Sick. Sick with the virus. So I had to bring them. Um, Juice yesterday. Okay. Juice. Pedialyte? Like Pedialyte's Medical good? Okay. No, no, just regular apple juice. Okay. Moths? Um, what? Moths? <laughs> no, I got Apple and Eve because the truth okay. is um, it's 100% juice and there's a store on 100th Street and they're trying to do their best like all these stores and the Apple and Eve is right towards the front. So I just ran in, grabbed three jars, with my gloves and my bandana, my cowboy hat. And, uh, That's a photo. The, uh, Next time you need to take a photo because I have to tell you, I went to – I will now I'll interject – my fairway story because I went to fairway this morning with the schmooper with the daddy with the daddy of schmooperville yeah and he called me last night late at night and he was like I'm planning on going tomorrow early and when you tell me as you know you're going somewhere early early is like 6 a.m. you know that's early so I said I will gladly be your getaway driver and I planned on only staying in the car and asking him to just grab me three pounds of coffee and eggs. And that's all I really need. I don't need to go. So I figured I don't really need to go in and risk it. Like, is it risk reward? Like if he's going in and he's going to be in there for a while, he could just grab me that stuff. And then we got there and I called him at like quarter to seven when I got in with the dog. And I said, listen, let's go. They open at eight. We want to be there early. We want to be the first ones in, first ones out. This way the store will be empty. And he's like, I got to do a little bit of more work. And then I'm going to text you when I'm ready to go. And I said, no work because every extra minute you put into work is an yeah. extra person that could potentially be in front of us online. And he said, I'm getting my coffee cup. I will meet you downstairs at the car. He was masked up. I was like, had my little mask on and my, and my gloves. And we got there. We parked. We sat in the car. We got there at like 10 after seven, <laughs> sat in the car and waited and kept checking to see if there was a line. And literally at 745, like people started to like kind of trickle towards the front. And I have to say, having that store up there and having a car to get to that store is a is a blessing. Because that store is notoriously empty because you can't just walk in off the street. You need to have a car. So socioeconomically, that puts you in a different class of people and a different mentality of how people shop. And I'm calling it like it is because that's the motherfucking truth. And I got in, and we were, like, the fourth ones in. I ran to the refrigerated section. I got four cartons of eggs. I ran. I screamed as I was heading towards the coffee. Who's grinding coffee? Who's grinding my coffee? One guy jumped up. He was so nice. Grabbed me three pounds of coffee. While he did that, I grabbed, like, a couple of things off the shelf, went back, got my coffee, 
ran up to the line, got a couple of other things. I did buy a, a thing of jelly beans because I have a feeling I'm going to be craving sweets and fuck it. If I want sweets, I just want to have something. So I bought a little thing of jelly beans and then I went to the register and the woman was like, whoa, whoa, stop. She, she held me back because your natural instinct is to just start putting your shit right on the conveyor belt. And she was like, I will call you and tell you when to start. And I was like, okay, sorry, sorry. This is the first time I'm actually coming out. She was behind a plexiglass, like, divider. And she called me up, and I went up, and I did my little (laughs) Apple Pay, and I helped her bag my stuff with my gloves on. I had four bags. I had the keys because Dave has to shop for a family of four, so he was going to be in there significantly longer. And I put my shit in the trunk, and I went and sat in the motherfucking car, and that is where I stayed until he was ready to come out and take me home because... The guilt would have killed me if I would have asked him to go get my stuff, and I would have been a punk ass human being for doing that, and I wouldn't have been able to live with myself. What is what is the policy there? They only let people in a few at a time. Or? I don't know because we were the first ones in. There was when I tell you the aisles were empty. I put it on my Instagram story. The, there was no one there, and I thanked profusively every single employee that I walked by. And I think if you don't thank every person you walk by that's working, you should not be allowed to buy groceries. Yeah, and not just that, but the people out front unloading crates of, you know, groceries. Every person I passed that had a fairway shirt on, I said, thank you. I mean, so that that some proportion of the population can stay at home. There's a lot of people working, putting themselves at risk. And and I tell you, this is going to change because those people, you know, we've asked a lot of sacrifice out of a lot of people who we don't give much to. Correct. Who this society doesn't give much to. Preach on that. Something has to change. I mean, it is not okay that when we're sick, we go home and say, oh, you're a truck driver? You get the food here. You're, you're a clerk at a grocery store, but we're not going to pay for your health care. You know, or, or you're not going to be able to afford to go to college. Or I you're mean, a CNA just- and you take care of my grandparent or, or sick relative in a nursing home. Right. And, right. and, and, and mean, you, all- come on. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is a real, you know, if you don't believe in your philosophy, ideology, religion, whatever it is, when things are tough, you don't really believe in it at all. You also don't have a soul. If you can't sit, if the sound of the sirens that, that now rattle my right. bones and really shook me, I was really, I had a rough night last night. And I, huh? Do you see ISIS, by the I way? I do. I see her hair looks better than mine, actually, and that's a dog. So, But I have to tell you, the sound of the sirens incessantly that you can hear that have to be 30, 40 blocks away even. That you can hear wailing down the street. If that doesn't rattle your soul. I know, it's nonstop. It's nonstop, but it's also, I mean, let's just be clear. We do live in a a close proximity to hospitals, but it is nonstop. And I think, I, I would be surprised, it would be remiss to say that not everybody hears it. In the city, unless you're like up in a giant skyscraper and you have those like soundproof windows. I mean, Right, maybe on a high floor or something. But I hear it constantly and it hurts my heart because I know I have friends that are first responders and I know that there are people behind every one of those sirens is a person who is risking their life while I sit comfortably on my fucking couch which is why I still do not understand even though now Dr. Fauci is calling for it there is not a nationwide lockdown but that's but that's a really important point Randy if you are fortunate enough that you don't or or just by the luck of the draw your job you can do at home, or maybe you're suffering. I mean, let's take fortunate, and I was just going to say, let's put fortunate in perspective. I'm unemployed. I barely right. have. Some health people insurance. are very fortunate. Right. Some people, just by the bounce of the ball, don't have a job or don't have a job that requires them to go out. But if you are in that situation, this is why it is so important not to go out because because people the, the country can't shut down. Some people have to go out. Correct. If you're not one of those people, I tell you. If I see one more photo on Instagram of somebody, like, of some scene from an empty street, go the fuck inside. Stop taking photos of empty right. streets. You know, I don't care that you took a nice walk somewhere today. I mean, you really shouldn't be doing this stuff. I did have a conversation with Hazmat about how certain rest, certain places do need to be open. Like, I've, I, you know me. I've been raging against Dunkin' Donuts, and I've been raging against this fucking coffee shop to close. And that motherfucker was in there today, and I don't know if he was just standing there or if he was open for business. People that do work need to get, they, they need a bodega, they need somewhere to get their food, their coffee, right. their, I, I get that. I, I do on some level. But the, you should only be allowed into those places then if you, maybe you need some type of I'm an essential worker ID badge or something. Right. Also, also, you know, some, some, some restaurants and cafes are closing down 
And they're doing the right thing. You don't thing. need a fucking Harlem food burger. I'm sorry. You don't right, need. Right, that's right. So I don't want to patronize local businesses that are open now because they should be unless they're delivering. I mean, a lot of the delivery stuff, people, there are people that need delivery. People don't know how to cook. You know, I have a friend in the rest who's like a restaurant person. She's not a, and, and she says, you know, she wants to support. She's in L.A., but hi, Isis. She wants to support these restaurants so they don't go out of business. So she orders in a lot. You know, whatever. I mean. I, but you, I wouldn't, I don't even know at this point if I would feel comfortable ordering it. I don't. I've never, I haven't ordered since I started. I don't, I mean, if you were, look, I understand people like Jose Andres are cooking like massive amounts of meals for massive groups of people feeding all these doctors and first responders on the front lines. That, that is, a, that he is a miracle worker. I am not saying he, someone like him needs to close down, but I do have a really hard time still understanding why, and I am 100% behind this guy from California who said, I'm cutting off the water and power supply to every small business that doesn't fucking close because you, you, you can't figure, you can't make this happen, and we need yeah. this to stop. You know, I was just thinking about that because the city that has handled this probably the best is San Francisco. And two months ago, everybody was attacking San Francisco because of the homeless problem, because of how liberal it was. Turns out they have they have flattened the curve faster than any other city with this left wing politics. It's not going to matter though because Detroit, Chicago, of course, of course New Orleans, it's one country. It's one country, right? And People one person around. leaves, and one person goes right somewhere now. else, and then it starts. That's the thing. Until there is, and I don't even can't believe I'm saying this because I don't even know how long it's going to be. But it is until there is some type of vaccine that you can then safely say. It's okay now for me to travel between states because I know that everyone in that state, God willing, should be vaccinated. Or who's going to be the one asshole that is that says, "Okay, I'm, I'm everything's good. It's calmed down. The curve is flattened. I'm going to go visit my parents in Nebraska or California," and well, then well, it Randy, starts all still, over again. There are still so many unknowns from the medical perspective. And again, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know the answers, but I know the questions, right? So, for example, if you get it once, are you immune, right? If you get it once and are you immune, can you still spread it? We don't know the answer to these questions. Until we do, we just have to be extremely cautious, you know. But the, And then the question is how long is that? When, I mean. Right. I, how long does it last if you're immune if you get it once? These are, yeah, it's the, it's the, I think it's the fear of the unknown. And it was the same like, I, th I tried to do everything right when I came back in, into my apartment. Like, I left the bags outside. I took my gloves right. off. I washed my hands. I changed into a new pair of gloves. I got the Clorox wipes right. that I had. I wiped everything down. I threw the plastic bags that they came in out. Because what was really smart was I brought an Ikea bag thinking, oh, I'll just put all my stuff because now there's no plastic. So I'd put all my stuff in the Ikea bag. And then Dave said to me, they don't want you to bring reusable bags because they don't want anything from your home right. out. And then I was like, fuck. Now we're right. back because, to like fucking I mean, up on, the environment. That's right. On the macro scale, this will have an impact. I mean, look, we're using, we're driving less so it balances out. But this is, it just, I mean, to me, this is, I mean, there's the human tragedy of this, right? On many levels, but it really is a, it's as if, you know, humans have been around for 200,000 years, give or take. In the last thousand, we started doing things really differently. And that was a mistake. And this is a reckoning. I mean, we this yeah. path we're on, because, you know, 10, 15, 20,000 years ago, if the COVID-19 virus emerged, right, and you were, what it did was it killed everyone in a village, but it didn't get out of that village. Right. So it killed 150, 300 people. It didn't get out of the village. Even 50 years ago, it would have been contained in the country or place where it, where it and certainly 100 years ago, to even 20 years ago. 20 years ago, you could kind of track people who had come into the country from China within the last month. Today, you can't. There's so many people going back and forth. Right. So with this level of globalization, this is, this is to some extent, if we defeat this, we, we get the same thing three years from now. And the environmental problems aren't going away. What we're learning here is that only through really global and internal cooperation, only through really smart scientific analysis, and only through sac sacrifice across the board can we be defeat these things. And that is kind of the exact opposite of the lessons of the, of the century, of the, of the actions of the century so far by so many countries and so many leaders.
And how amazing is it that it's the geeky, nerdy science kids that are going to save everybody? Like, I just, right. I think I love right. that. I think there's just some type of karmic victory there. You know, yeah. not to say that other people don't do good things and, like, athletes don't give money to charities and all that kind of stuff. But it really comes down to, push comes to shove, it's the kids that you made fun of in science class that kept their face stuck in a microscope. That are I gonna, didn't make fun of anybody in well, science Well, no, I, I mean, I'm in general, the you in general. I failed out of, yeah. like, chemistry. Like, they kicked me out. They were like, go go back to poetry. Like, go back to ceramic. They were like, just get out of here. Because I just wanted to light the Bunsen burner. I mean, I literally yeah. just wanted to play with fire and, like, look in a microscope. That's all I wanted to do. And they didn't find that very useful, which is okay. I mean, I was just slowing down the rest of the class. (laughs) But okay, so here's, so here's a case in point. So here's just stupidity because I have encountered, I don't know about you and I don't know what the radius of our minimal blocks between us, like if what, if that's a different planet, if it is a different mind state, I literally called the cops yesterday. I made the decision to call 911 because there were two people on my roof that I had no idea who the fuck they were. I heard clomping and clomping and clomping. And I was like, who the fuck is on my roof? And I went upstairs and I see this dude that I never saw a day in my life and some chick po- like leaning against the backside of my building, like posing for a photo. He had a camera. I'm like, a fucking nice day for a photo shoot. I'm like, well, who the fuck are you? And I'm like, what are you doing up here? They're like, oh, we live downstairs on the second floor in my building. We live downstairs on the second floor. We're friends with Kenny. I said, you don't live in my building. There's no one named Kenny that lives in my fucking building. Where the fuck are you coming from? And he was like, no, no, we're on the second floor. When he knew that I knew what the fuck he was talking about, he was like, oh, 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 okay. He was like, no, no, we're, we're, we come from that building over there. Two buildings over, they crossed over the rooftops because I guess the backdrop of their roof was not substantial well, enough. And I was like, okay, so you're staying in that building. You need to go back on that roof. Now, mind you, I was very thankful that there was a girl that was out on her roof who I had just met like half an hour before um, that I'd never met before either. We were just talking about like, you know, just the virus and are you home by yourself, whatever, like if you need anything, that kind of stuff. And she, I knew she was behind me and like she was going to stay and watch this play out. Like if anything were happening, because this girl was giving me like the stank eye and like for interrupting her fucking photo shoot. And the dude was like, oh, oh, we're staying in that building. And I'm like, well, then you need to go back on. You need to pick up all your shit. You need to get off of my roof and you need to go back over there to your roof. And he was like, oh, oh, oh. It's, and he started to walk towards me. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's close enough, bro. I don't fucking know you. Like, back the fuck up. Like, even on a regular day without yeah, this yeah, whole yeah. six foot shit, I would have been like, stop right there. And so he was like, stop. He's like, yo, there's no reason to get, you know, bug out. I said, there's no reason? What fucking planet? So he really set me off. And I was like, what fucking planet are you on? There's definitely a reason. You need to be either on your roof or back inside your fucking house, whoever's house you're staying in, because I have never seen you on the block. I've never seen you in the neighborhood. And I've been here for 15 years. So I don't know who the fuck you are or who the fuck you're staying with, but you need to go the fuck back home. And, he, and the girl who thought it was a joke was laughing and giggling and dancing. And I was like, you also need to check her because I don't know where she's from either. And I think you need to let her know how serious this shit is because nobody's fucking playing. I have friends and people that I know that are risking their fucking lives at work right now so you could be up here with your fucking tinker toy camera taking pictures of some girl and that and and that and, and if you don't move in five minutes i'm calling the cops and i went i said i gave him five minutes i went back downstairs clump 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 i heard him upstairs i went back up and in my head i'm thinking am i really really gonna call the cops for this right now when this is the last fucking type of bullshit that they need to be dealing with some asshole and his girlfriend that he's holed up with I'm call- And I went back up. This motherfucking girl dancing on the roof. I said, boop, 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 911. Called him up. I said, hey. I started to walk back downstairs because I didn't want him to be up there when I was on the phone giving the description of everything. Meanwhile, I took video of them in this whole exchange that I had with him. And I was like, yeah, I'm really sorry to have to call you. I felt horrible. Yeah. I'm like, there are two people on my roof that don't live in my building. They refuse to leave. The girl thinks it's a fucking joke to be outside. I've never seen them in the neighborhood before. I don't know. They're staying two buildings down. I want them off my roof. This, this dispatch person was so nice. 
She was so calm because I was about to lose my shit if I hadn't lost it already. She was like, describe them to me where they look like. The girl the whole time I was on the phone because I popped my head back out, cracking up. And she was not young. She was not like 12. She was old enough to know what was going on. They were in their 20s. They're, they're probably, my guess is like there's some Airbnb Right, like right. people that are staying here or they're stuck here or whatever. I don't give a shit. But she started to talk to him in another language. I said, where are you? Are you, are you guys from Brazil? Are you Portuguese? Like what? And he's like, yeah, she's Portuguese. I said, he started to apologize while I was on the phone. He's like, listen, listen, I'm really sorry. He's like, I didn't mean to lie to you before. I said, but that's the point is, bro, I don't know now if you're lying to me because you started off lying to me. So now I don't believe a word that comes out of your mouth. And she thinks it's funny. And she's right. like dancing her way back. And you want to know something? More power to them. In under five minutes, the cops showed up. I buzzed them up. These two poor guys, I apologize. I was wearing my friend's fire rescue shirt. And I said, I am so sorry that I have had to call you. I feel horrible. These two assholes are on my roof. And they went up there and they looked around. And by the time they got up there, they, they were, were already gone. What the I mean, fuck is wrong? What the fuck, bro? Like, this is my shit. Like, I would have... I'm probably glad that there's, like, a such strict, like, I don't know, weapon? I was like, I wanted to clock this guy so hard. I mean, I think this is such a strange... I mean, you know, I don't really go out enough to have... But what's funny? What is funny to this girl? Like, what is the joke? I think the joke is, for some people... I mean, remember that, you know... While not everyone is as egregiously misinformed as the governor of Georgia, um, many people don't fully understand what's happening here. And they believe that somehow they're immune if they're under 40 or something. That's fine. Or, or that they can't really spread it if they're asymptomatic or that it's all so. And I mean, Lincoln. this is. As a New Yorker, would you not have seen some crazy chick come out on the roof and been like, get the fuck off my roof or I'm calling the cops, regardless of whether there was a virus or not, and been like, let me get my shit, this chick is nuts, we're getting out of here. Virus or no virus, I would have right, been like, right. I'm done. Yeah, well, I mean, I live in a single-family home, so it would have been a little different for me. Yeah, but, yes. I, but still. Like, but yeah, of course, of course, but I'm just saying, I think that, that, that this is, I mean, what we are, I mean, on some level, I think everyone who is who is being sheltered in place has to just mellow out. This is doable. It's not that hard. You get crazy sometimes. I mean, my kids are screaming profanities. If you listen closely, you can hear them in the background now because one of them is not making the coffee the right way or something. Isn't right? one of them still sleeping that you now refer to as Rip Van Winkle? No, he just woke up. It's almost one. I mean, this is about wake up time for him. What time did he go to bed? I don't know. And you know what? <laughs> I am perfectly all right with that. Because everyone's got to, that's, but that's my point. It's everyone's a coping gotta, mechanism, yeah. Everyone's got to get through this their own way. And if his, my God, you, ISIS is getting through this by losing all her hair. And I wish I could say if, the same for me. And, and if, and if her, his way of coping with this is staying up late watching movies and then sleeping half the day, like, that's okay. I agree. I, gotta, I wouldn't want him to go through the rest of his life that way. But for this particular moment, like, I'm okay with that. He's getting his work done for school on his own time, right? But that's my point. Is that is that I think we have to realize on the one hand that that we shouldn't hold each other to strong standards other than stay inside. This guy could have said to me very nicely saying, hey, I'm sorry we made a lot of noise on your roof. I just want to take a couple pictures and then we'll go inside. Sure. The fact that he and I would have been like, OK, bro, like no problem. And I've done it before because there have been other people that have come right, and gone. But that's typical New York bullshit, right? Or typical But I don't have time bullshit. for New York bullshit. Like, this is I not know, the time. I know, but, that's, but I think the problem is, on the one hand, when you say, oh, my gosh, you can't leave your house except, you know, to walk the dog or for medical or, or, or uh, food, right? If you say that in the abstract, people freak out. If you just say, hey, today you're going to spend a day at home. And tomorrow <laughs> you're going to spend a day at home. Yeah. And the next day... Every you're day, gonna, I know. You're gonna, and if you're fortunate enough to have a decent space, like this is this is such a strange experiment in in human existence, and that's what we have to understand it as. And again, I'm on the I think high the end terminology of matters though, because a lot of what I found interesting is with the the difference between social distancing and physical distancing. I understand right. the difference between homeschooling and distance schooling, and the difference between right. working from home. And having to 
do your work from home during a crisis. I mean, I think words words matter all the time. Right. I work from but, home all the time. But this is not peop, this is this is under another circumstance. It was some meme I saw somewhere and it was worded in a way that it came yeah, I mean, across this is, as this is not the norm this for is both a lot very of people. Weird. This is both kind of world historical weird and also completely manageable in the micro. Correct. And so why do what, people but, but, have such a fucking problem? I think people have such a fucking problem because it is so, like, not just counterintuitive intellectually, but counter to everything we think about and, and we feel as a species. To men, I mean, so for example, how many times are you told when you're younger, if you're sick, oh, just go get some fresh air? Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, or that, or that we know we're not wired to be alone. Right. You know, and... And we're wired to seek out human contact, even if you're, I mean, and, and I, I was uh, emailing with an old friend. To, I was checking up, you know, how are you doing, all this kind of thing. And she lives in another country. She lives in Georgia. And a lot of people in Georgia where they have a very strict curfew right now, very strict, you must stay at home. Or? Only go up. What? Or what happens? I don't think they're actually arresting people. But cops are driving around telling people you got to go back in your house. I mean, I think the finding here is bullshit. I think you're going to find people. They have no jobs. You need to, like, pop them with a fucking rubber bullet and send them home to ice their wounds. But but, but, but but what I was saying is that that, a lot of people there, they've just said, fuck it, and they've gone back to their homes in the, like, basically their ancestral villages where there's more space. They can, they have fruit trees. They have, you know, they make, they have, they can stock in food in case they don't run out of money. So, like, one friend told me her mother has been, you know, has just, made jars and jars of jam from the trees and from oh. the fruit trees just so the family has something to eat. This is, you know, this is a woman probably in her 70s now. And um, the, the mom. And then another friend said, you know, we just went back to our village. She's got young kids and older kids. And she said, and we're like 20 of us in this complex, this family compound, and that's how we're doing it. But that's like, that's really fortunate, assuming no one gets sick, right? Because right, it does, like, right. all get sick. But, you know, so, so but, but, you know, and then if you're in, you know, I mean, there, this is this is just so unusual. I mean, I look at my these these like I was thinking that, it, that there's. I mean, I go to bed early now because I'm just kind of on some. I mean, I try to sleep a little later, but you know, I'm in bed by ten every night. Um, God, God and, bless you for being able to sleep. I don't know that I can sleep. I'm up by three or something, you know. But um, but I try to sleep every day, and you should. I mean, you try to sleep a lot because you sleep is really important for your defense system. Yeah, and that's really how you're gonna. If you're healthy, that's how you're gonna stay healthy. But I was wondering, maybe like. At two o'clock in the morning, all the teenagers go out and party. I wouldn't know, you know. I mean, that's I a horrific thought. But but you never know. I mean, there's gonna it, there's so many you know in, in these big cities like New York or like L.A. or San Francisco, you know. And plus here, there's the additional thing where you can't drive anywhere. I mean, so few people drive the way you know everyone kind of drives in L.A. Or, or or most other American cities. But here you don't, right? You know, so you really. I mean, everyone knows stay out of the subway unless you have to. Right. I mean, how many empty buses have you seen going up and down? A lot. The and they, the buses should only be for people that need to get around. Well, I think they are. I mean, I think de facto they are. But, I mean, but I also heard something else. Uh, I forget where, but... And know, they're de facto the, for free, by the way, because you walk in the back door. So the good thing about right. it is nobody's using their Metro card, and no, which is going to crush the MTA, but fuck that. Right. I mean, subways and buses should be free anyway. Um, but... Ugh, I lost my train of thought. But yeah, Sorry. I mean, so... No, that's okay. You were talking about driving and not being able to drive anywhere and kids going yeah. out. <laughs> then I was say something really profound and brilliant, but I forgot. Oh, I ruined it. It'll come back yeah. to you. It'll come back to me. Because I don't, I don't, the, what is, it's so hard to find the profound because look at, how is Florida even functioning? Like these governors that are just, would rather kiss Trump's ass and would rather get an invitation to the White House for some bullshit fucking medal and some ice cream are going to let county by county make decisions. I wish they would fire Fauci so that he could just have his own talk show and he could just go on every TV show like he does well, every night anyway. I think Fauci and- has to – I mean, you know, Fauci and Burks have this very complicated task of they have to get they, – if they get fired, hundreds of thousands more people will die. Well, then it's uh, well, good because Jared Kushner's out now running the fucking task force. No, Jared Kushner's a fucking idiot. Fucking but slumlord scumbag? That there's got to be someone in the room who knows what's going on. And right now, Fauci's our best bet. We absolutely need him, need him inside the tent pissing out rather than the reverse. Wow, that is a, a, an unbelievable image. 
But we do. I know. And I literally had to picture that. And I'm not sure that that's something I ever want to see again, but I, it makes it very clear what you mean. Right. Right. I mean, there is, I mean, I, I, I was thinking this morning or maybe last night that, you know, you and I have talked a lot about before all this COVID stuff about transitional justice and this question of who goes to jail in the Trump administration after this is over and how that's a complicated question. But now, you know, it's a very different question because this clowns like DeSantis and Kemp. I mean, Joe Biden was asked last week by Chuck Todd, does the president have blood on his hands? But Biden's running for president, but so he couldn't say Yeah, yeah. But the answer to that question is yes. And Nancy Pelosi said that more yeah. recently. But so does Governor Kemp. So does Governor DeSantis. So does everyone who was sort of the people at Fox News. And, and so does Mike they, Pence. So does everyone. So does the whole, all of them. And what's so, up with this fucking Surgeon General douchebag? Don't but, but here's the thing. Here's, here's the kind of the, compl- I think the, the point that no one under, that I think no one in the Trump administration literally is smart enough to understand because it requires a kind of a good high school knowledge of math. And that oh is God. this. Okay. The, the two numbers, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak as from my statistics training, not as a epidemiologist or a doctor, right? Okay. But the two numbers that we think about here, the two variables are the mortality rate, right? What percentage of the people who get the disease die? Right. Obviously, you want to keep that number lower rather than higher, right? Right. The second is the R not. On average, how much is every person who is infected, how many other people do they infect, right? Right. And obviously, you want that lower, more people, fewer people die, right? Okay. We understand that. Yes. But, but those two numbers are called variables, and they're called variables because they vary, Right. So what you should have been my math teacher, but go ahead. <laughs> what we are doing by social distancing in a lot of ways is keep pushing both those numbers down. Right. Flatten and as a curve. result, yeah. saving lives. So, so when Fauci and Burks both gave the same ballpark figure, 100 to 240,000 deaths. I think it's going to be in the higher end of that, but I don't know for sure. But that's, I want to just raise a couple points about that figure. The obvious is that's an awful lot of deaths. Right, that's a third to half of what we lost in World War II. Yeah, but the second level issues are this: those numbers could get a lot higher, a lot worse if we stop doing this. Right. Or if we kind of ease up too quickly. Correct. But we haven't right? even put the pedal all the way to the metal because there are still places that are not. And just to be clear, the pedal we're talking about here is the brake pedal. You mean the brake pedal to keep people inside, like to stop people from right. going stop. out? Right, stop. Stay yeah. inside. Pause. Correct. So, so if we just release and say, fuck it, we could get half a million to a million, million and a half deaths. So so right now, where we are today, we have to do the social distancing. We have to have shelter at home policies. We have to have support our medical teams and our medical health professionals and our facilities and get them the equipment they need as fast as possible, ramp up production, all of that. Okay, that's great. And if we do that, we limit it. To 100. Hey, it's Rip Van fucking Winkle. Want to make it? <laughs> Leave him, Lincoln. It's, it's Rip Van fucking Winkle right here. Yo, bro, what's up? You good? What's up? I'm, uh, I'm holding. I'm holding in there. All right, that's good to know. Don't let Ruben's him bust. Coming. Don't let him bust your balls too much. I won't. Ruben's coming down for his 20 minute. Ruben's coming down for what is his daily, even when he's in school, 20 minute good morning with ISIS. Right. That's why. Listen, he's got a 20 minute good morning with the dog, and then he's got to eat something. And he's got to go back upstairs and take care of business. We know how it works. Exactly. <laughs> you, you, you know my agenda. Yeah. That's right. We're on to you. We're on to you, buddy. Actually, just the the camera is behind your closet. On the right hand side. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. <laughs> so, so if we if we lift it up, then we get we could get one and a half, one one and a half million deaths, right? If we just did nothing, that would be terrible. Right? Yeah, that's terrible. But here's the thing that Fauci can't say out loud: if we had been starting January first. Okay. Acting like a rational, competent presidency. Yeah. We could have kept this well under 50,000. Yeah. Well under 50,000 deaths. So the best case scenario, and I hate to use the word best, is 50,000 additional deaths because of fealty to Trump's narcissism and because of allegiance to what has become the death cult of Trump. But but I want to be, be clear, that is the that is lowballing it. 
And here's the reason. If some person gets coronavirus and however they get it and they go home and after a few days they're feeling really bad and then they're feeling even worse because what the doctors are saying now, I know this from listening to doctors, is don't come to the hospital right away. Right. Stay home as long as you can. That's the good best medical advice we have right now and then when we come we'll try to help you. But don't come in too early because you know. So then that poor person suddenly really can't breathe. Every intake of breath is painful, right? This is what the people who've suffered from this disease have, have described. So what do they do? They, they, they're dying, right? So they call the hospital and they go to the hospital. And then one of two things happens. They die or they don't die, right? But let's say for this example, this poor, poor person dies, okay? That's a death. That's one death. But there's somebody else out there who couldn't get a hospital bed and their appendix burst. And yeah. they died, right? There's somebody else out there who couldn't get a mask because all the masks are now going to the people who need them most. And they inhaled asbestos. And 10 years from now, they get cancer and die, right? There is somebody who lost his job and shot him or herself. Yeah. Because they're so upset, depressed, scared, whatever you want to call it. So the second tier deaths, and That's I put all of those as second level deaths, are almost uncountable. But we know, or difficult to count, but we know because of what we know. Well, as, there's going to be the PTSD and all the mental health issues right. that stem from all of this. Right. The ripple effect yeah. is much greater than what I'm estimating, what the doctors are estimating, are about 100,000 lives that are dying unnecessarily. So if you, not you personally, yeah. but if somebody were part of that, if you went on television and said it wasn't a hoax, it was a hoax. If today or yesterday you're out there saying Donald Trump couldn't focus on this because of impeachment, what you're doing is killing people, is facilitating and accelerating deaths because of your loyalty to your cult leader. Right now, the worst thing we could do is not is, is to let up on these on these policies, right? To push pull back and say, oh, it's okay. And we know that this erratic megalomaniac, megalomaniac, who is also, for the record, really, really not very smart. Yeah, he is and, just dumb as a bag of dicks. And we him. know that he is tempting every day to pull off, to, to, to stop these policies because he doesn't understand them. And, and therefore, anything you do to keep him in power, including vote to acquit him, despite the mountain of evidence that he was guilty. Blood is on your hands too. Not to mention if you're an asshole governor who is saying, oh, I didn't know that you could get it, even though there were reports well over a month ago of that. I knew that over a month ago. I, I mean, does no my, one close to Kemp knows how to Google what asymptomatic means? I, know, I was I mean, telling my kids months ago, just because you don't have it doesn't mean you can't be spreading it. Not months ago, but at least a month ago. Right? So, so when we get into this transitional justice, there is real blood on the hands of anybody. And, and anybody. But we're the only ones that think they don't, they don't think like that. Those with the blood on their hands don't no, think like people that. People with blood and on I, their hands very rarely do. They think they're saving the country. And, you know, I mean, Martin Luther King said the wheels of justice grind slow, but they grind true. I don't know that that's true. They're going to grind hope. to a fucking halt if there's no one left to, right. to dish out the justice. Of, or they'll grind all of us up. I mean, I I don't know that that's true. I certainly hope that that's true, but I don't know. And I find this a, a, a an extremely kind of terrifying experience. It is terrifying. I think when you because acknowledge that it's terrifying, it makes it a little bit less anxiety-inducing to deal with. Because I think once you realize, like, it's, it is almost, unfortunately, like a rudderless ship right now. So, so the other day, Marta says to me, my, my wife says to me, I just want to look back on this. And, and I said, just stop right there because I just want to look back on this. My goal is to make it through this, yeah. to survive this. And, and it is very hard to survive it when we have a leadership that is not only making it less safe, but, but really uh, like, like psychically assaulting you and abusing you every day. Which is why they need to stop airing the press conferences with the My Pillow guy. Like, which is the most random, it's, every day is like an infomercial clan rally. And then the guy literally gets up there and like talks about his Facebook status. 
Right. It's, I mean, it, it there's is. such a disconnect. It's and it, I am still gonna say, and I will say this on every podcast. I will say it on every Instagram story until someone from the press persons up, man or woman, person, whatever gender, however you identify, and says and literally stands up and calls bullshit throws their press pass at the podium and walks out and becomes the national hero or heroine that we need. But, but it's, it's almost easier than that because all you really have to do here if you are a, a reporter is just write the truth. You don't even have to be at that press conference. Right. But you, you need say, to not show up. They need to not you can say it. You don't say, I mean, I mean go He be, feeds go be, off that. He feeds but, but also off it. The, the inability of the media, here I'm talking about the good reporters, the good newspapers, the Times, the New York Times, which is one of our better newspapers, the LA Times, which is a good newspaper. And what they, they keep trying to explain, Trump trying to fight virus by. And the headline should be, impeach president, complicit in the killing of thousands of Americans, trying to save his ass. That's the only headline here. As the sirens so, go on in the background that I hear yeah. out of my other ear that's not covered. Doesn't stop. No. I just, I don't understand why. I mean, I think MSNBC has gotten to the point where they don't air the, like, the ridiculous Q&A that goes on, the back and forth, because then it just becomes a rambling, derailed clusterfuck of a shit show. They show a bit of the press conference, and then they cut away, and they bring in all of their experts and the people that you really want to hear from. And some of these— But, you know— they shouldn't air any of it. Uh, let me not be clear. Should, not only should they not air it, they shouldn't discuss it. Right. The real things, I, I, I tell you, as somebody who consumes way too much news, I want more stories about what is really happening in Detroit, in rural Alabama, in North Dakota. Meanwhile, they, just did, they just did Detroit because Detroit is getting fucking slammed and people are panicking. Chicago. Right. I want to know what the, I want to have stories of people who've lost their jobs. I want... You know, I, I want I want the I want to know what's going on in the country, not with this. I don't want to talk about what Donald Trump wants me to talk about. Right. How do, how do and, you do that? How do you do you just continue? Like, how do you get that through to these media outlets that just don't see? I mean, I mean, Donald, you know, Donald I don't Trump, watch it. I mean, but does I don't have a Donald, Nielsen box in my house. Trump for Trump attention is more important than Correct. oxygen. Cut off the and, feeding tube. And the smart media would have would have cut that off a while ago. I agree. When he became, when he got in office, I don't want to talk about. It. I'm going to take every reporter out of the White House, and I'm going to put them in Mexican American neighborhoods and talk to people who have immigrants or families of immigrants or just neighbors of immigrants. Native Americans. What are, what's happening on reservations with people that right. can't even get right. off a reservation to get a medical I don't want to hear, appointment? You know what the big story is here that, that that will soon get a lot of increasing coverage. The people who pick our fruits and vegetables live cramped up in unsanitary conditions and are paid very poorly. And those conditions will lend themselves to the spread of coronavirus. Correct. And if the people who are picking our fruits and vegetables are dying or are too sick, we can either just import more people in to do it, which is, as far as I can see, not that different from slavery, because you're just killing people. Yeah, it's more like a death camp. I was just going to say, it's It's an absolute death death camp. Or we can insist that right now we're creating dormitories for these people where they can social distance. Right, right now. And that's because, but there's, and, and by the way, you know, I mean, I mean I, I, I've been aware of and supported the unit farm worker efforts for decades because I'm from that part of the country. You know, maybe we should have let these pe- people, maybe we should have supported their union who had been, been making these demands more, you know, they're the ones that, so, so those are the stories that are more important than Jared Kushner says, the states think they are theirs, but they're ours. I mean, wait a minute. Wait a minute, you schmuck. First of all, what do you mean? The I tweeted. I tweeted a few days ago. I guarantee fucking to you that there are 10 fucking ventilators in the basement of the plantation White House well, waiting. Yeah. I think. But but ours, it's the American people's. It's not the Kushner Trump clan. But they think it is and they, they act it like it is. That's right. That's right. Let Todd say Trump, right? I mean, that's what this is. And it is. And, and I, you know, I've talked about transitional justice. I've talked about how to maybe try to rebuild democracy. But you should have a guest on who is a mental health professional. I do know somebody. About, to talk about deprogramming. Oh. Be, because 
how do you deprogram tens of millions of people? Because when this collapses, right now, this is going to hit the red states, right? And it will hit MAGA communities. And they will blame, among others, Nancy Pelosi, the liberal media, the Democrats, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, China, Hillary Clinton's emails, Hillary Clinton, Chinese Americans, right? And then Asian Americans, and last and always the Jews, right? But when they've run through all of that, well, listen, the Jews are just as fucking guilty, these Orthodox nutjobs who refuse to stop having their weddings and their No, I know, I know, but I'm just saying, I'm just, I know, but I'm saying the MAGA people will end up blaming the Jews, because they always do. They can blame them, not us. And then, at some point, they're going to realize, many of them, that their cult leader has betrayed them. And when that happens, they will either double down their support for their cult leader, or not. But at some point... This is a this is a question of cult deprogramming, not winning an election. So can I ask you a question? Because I got I almost got into it on Twitter. Once I checked this chick's bio and saw that she wrote for RT.com, I knew it was like game over and it was done. Yeah. But it was more like I was like my tweets were like lock the whole fucking country down now, basically. Which is like stop the piecemeal bullshit. It's enough. People can't adult. It's clearly a problem. Roll in the National Guard. I don't care if you need the military in the street. This chick comes back on, who are you to take away people's rights and create a police, hashtag police state? I was like, when people lose the ability to make the correct choice and put other people's lives on the line, you lose the right to your fucking freedom. Okay, here's... Is that, that is not the right argument? I don't know. Here's the thing I forgot to say earlier. I forgot earlier, but now I remembered it. And it's directly relevant to this. Go ahead. The American people have the sense of my freedom is this individual freedom, right? That's the most important value. And the problem is our individual freedom right now has got us locked inside our homes, right? I'm with you. we thought a little bit more in terms of community Mm -hmm. and in terms of the collective good, we'd be like South Korea is right now, which flattened the curve and essentially solved the problem. Right. But this, this kind of day of worship of individual freedom as a value above all others has created this problem for us. If, if you think that, that in a time of emergency now, – now, look, the problem here is, of course, that, that times of emergency, you know, don't, we don't want Donald Trump determining what's an emergency, right? Right. But if we had a culture where people understood, were taught about – maybe you think sometimes about the collective good. These policies would be easier for everyone to follow. I wish I could have said that in 220 characters because I think my response there was basically like, fuck your police state. People can't adult. You lose your right to make any type of choice if you can't make the one that's going to save people's lives. Right. The problem is that's a slippery slope. I mean, this, I, I think all of this is complicated, you know? I mean, I agree. I agree. Um, I don't know. I don't... I, but I got a text coming in. You can text whoever you want. I'm still, I, I'm still somewhat befuddled as to how I, what the proper response. First of all, how do you respond to someone like that that you know writes for? I'm like, you put that in your bio for a reason. Because, I don't think you have to respond to everything. But I wanted to make a point. Like this is not about your libertarianism and a police state. This is about people's lives, the, the collective us. Like, not right, you, I mean, you don't not have to being able to go outside. Especially someone who's being paid by a Russian propaganda. I get it, but I, I also, like, once you slide into my messages, like, I'm going to respond to you to a certain point. And then I was like, bye. I was like, I'm done. I, I'm like, you could take your, your RT.com Russian rag shit and you could, you know, yeah. shove it and thanks for playing, but no. Like, right. come yeah, on. I but right. I mean, I just don't understand. But that, I what I don't understand is it, that immediate, forget who she writes for, because there are a lot of people, millions probably, that that libertarianism mentality that are like, oh, no, you can't tell me how to live my life and when I can leave my house and where I can go and when I can go there and what I can do. Okay, then go die. But don't kill me with you. Right. And if that's the problem and then you're going to make that choice, then somebody else above me, like the fucking military, is going to make sure you stay in your fucking house. Right. I mean, I think we can solve this. I think we can do this other ways. I mean, I think the majority of people 
do get this. Lincoln, you saw the number of people that went down to look at the fucking ship? That was amazing. I agree. What <laughs> the fuck? That we can't. That's why I say, like, clearly we're not capable. It was fucking packed. And I think it's going to get worse because as time goes by, what you're going to, people are going to say, you know what? It's not worth it to me. Like, I know I'm, I know I'm, I'm young. I know I'm not going to get it. I don't care. I need to go out. I need to get ahead. I mean. Ahead? Where what, are you going? Ahead. Oh, because the first person to reopen their pizza place is going to get a lot of pizza delivery or, you know, pizza. What I'm making it. I think there's, I think this is an existential crisis for how we've structured our society writ large for centuries. And, and, and we don't have an answer here. There is no way out of this. And I tell you something else. Dude, there has to be a way out. What, are we going to stay in our house forever? No, I mean, of course not. But I'm saying there's no, there's no, it's not, okay, so, 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 so just a couple of thoughts. Summer rolls around. There are fires in California, hurricanes in the Caribbean, typhoons in the Pacific, right? How do we, earthquakes randomly anytime, although because of fracking, we have more of them. Yeah. How do we life. deal with How do we deal with life? But these are climate change related problems, right? Mm-hmm. So so we have to have that's why holistically this should cause us to rethink everything. Yeah. This is not this is not you broke your leg, you put it in a cast, you do your rehab and you're good as new. This is you've had a traumatic brain injury and you're going to work live differently the rest of your life. God forbid. I mean, I get. I'm. Are you not you, but as a I know. No, I get I mean, it. But it's like I think about that. They're saying that they're like life. Life still happens, like outside of this coronavirus. Like people still need surgery. People still need their pacemaker battery changed. People still need their dialysis. People, people still, still need, need to go to the chemo. dentist. People they need still, root canal. Like what, I, mean, I had a friend. I had a friend who's very conscientious about all this shit. But there's also people living with disabilities and challenges that they need to take I care know. of on a daily basis. That now. They can't. I had a friend who had to go to emergency appendectomy. Now? Yeah. And they did it? They had to. You can't you can't plan an emergency appendectomy. If your appendix bursts, you die. Pretty much. How does that what mean? Do you do? I mean, what do you yeah, what do you do? You do you probably also could die from the anxiety of knowing that you're going into a hospital who's operating you, you on you. It can't looks die. like you survive, but I mean it's serious shit. It's serious shit. And it's gonna force us to rethink everything. This isn't going away. What if you need root canal tomorrow, right? I mean, what if we just want to function? But let me ask you a question as a, as a person who lives in New York City. What will it take for you to be comfortable going on the subway again? It's funny that you said that because I was going on the subway zero. And what about like, when is the next time I'm going to go order? All I want to do is shove cornet pizza in my face. When is the next time I'm going to trust the guy behind the pizza counter? When's the next time the we're going to sit at, at Cafe Amrita together? If they still survive, if they're open after this. What about going to a Yankee game? Right? I don't know. I mean, when do we travel? You think I have friends that I need to see. I have places that I want to go. I still want to live my life. Like I, I, I don't want to see my mother. What do I, I said the same thing. I want I have I I mean, look, I, you want to you you want to live your life. It, we I had this conversation with uh Franklin. It's what about dating? You're married. You have a whole you have your family union. What I do know. you do about I, dating? I sat there and said, "How do you date?" How do you trust somebody? How do you I'm know? With, like, I'm, I'm home with an 18-year-old and a 20-year-old, right? I mean, I'm aware of this. Yeah, it's it's really everything. You Eventually, like, you don't have to go out to a restaurant. You don't have to, like, go out to eat. There's other ways you can, like, date or meet people, I'm guessing. like. But now it used to be, like, you used to ask about, like, have you been tested? Like, now right. it's going to be, like, what have you been tested for? Are you but vaccinated? Point, like, I mean, I, the hope is that within about 15 months we'll have a vaccine. I, I guess so, but then what do you do about the anti-vaxxer movement? What do you do about all the yids that are that don't even get if the measles vaccine? If you have the vaccine, vaccine, if you have the vaccine, you'll be okay. I'll be, yeah. and then what? The anti-vaxxers go on ahead and don't vaccinate themselves, and the shit still there's an underlying current. I mean, cl- clearly there's going to be an underlying current because they're already talking about the second wave, and I'm like, we're not even halfway through the first wave. The second wave, Fauci's already like, well, when this comes back in September, and I clicked, I, I clicked the TV off. I didn't even want to hear it. I was like, I'm not listening. I mean, I mean, Joe Biden and, and the DNC announced they're moving the convention to August 17th. What makes them think they'll be able to have a con- you gonna? Would you stand in a in a crowded room with a bunch of Democratic delegates? Absolutely or- not. And I can't answer your question about the next time I would get on feel comfortable getting on the subway. 
ev- I think those are the conversations that every someone, and I use this term very loosely, every normal human being with a functioning brain cell is going to have to ask themselves. I mean, look, I went to Fairway today. I wouldn't get on a subway and be stuck with someone. I would probably be more likely to take the bus because the bus you can jump on and off of at any time. They have windows. Right. You can open them. There's a little more ability. I can ride my bike. I, I will tell you that we were the first ones in the door at 8 a.m. when they opened. Therefore, I videoed on my Instagram story the empty aisles only filled with workers stocking the shelves. By the time I was done, which was a much faster shop than Dave, there were maybe like 15 people there. It's also geo- geographically located in a place that there are going to be less people because you have to have a car to get there. Right, it's not right, like right. Seatown just- or Best Market. Right. But I have to say, I will go at the, you know me, I will go at the ass crack of dawn when they first opened the door and I ran in like it was grocery games. Like I literally was like running up and down the aisles, thanking everybody as I went past, grab what I need, boom, 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 went to check out, got right back in the car. I'm not, this is not like a dilly dallying, like roam around the store. What do I feel like having today or in my refrigerator for the next few days? I knew exactly what I wanted. I forgot a few things. And I can honestly say, by the time I left, when Dave came out, I couldn't say there were more than 50 people up there. And and that's 50 people just based on maybe more than one or two people are coming per car if they're a family. Or, like, you're going with someone that you know. Like, I know Dave. And this is what I said. I know Dave has not been out of his apartment. He is working from home. He is in the same unit with the same people that have also not been out of the apartment. They've been in the elevator in their building and out. If they go anywhere, it's to the park with the kids, to social distance, ride their bikes, and back in. And I had we all had masks, and I had gloves, and I washed right. my hands, and I washed my hair. Because I probably have to go next week, I guess. Yeah, and you know what? I would highly recommend getting there at 7 in the morning, sitting in your car for half an hour, and then getting out online at 7.45 like we did with a car. I took a basket. I didn't even want to push a cart. I took a basket. You need a cart because you have a family. You have to clearly yep. shop for more. And you will make it. I, t- I am telling you, if you go in with a list and you know the store, like I don't know that store very well, so it was a little hard for me. It's not a great store. Well, you know what? Let's, let's not – Record our discussions of, of how to shop at Fairway. Well, we don't. I mean, it's interesting. People might want to know. It's interesting how supermarkets work here. A lot of people don't understand. Right, but this is an unusual supermarket, right? Where they have every product in three different places. Do they? I just find that yeah, I just don't like, know where everything is. The way Fairway is set up is that, like, if you want to buy pasta, right? There's the pasta in the regular food aisle. There's the organic pasta oh, in the yeah. organic food section. But you know and what? There's the refrigerated pasta in the fresh section. But I have to tell you, people need that, like the Schmooperville. Like, I don't know about you or anybody, like Marta or any of the kids. Every single person in that house has a weird random food issue with gluten, dairy, eggs, and shit like that. So he knows where right, everything right. But I'm is. Saying it's, it's a, you know, and then when they don't have the usual stuff, it, it's, it's not the – I mean it's a great store because they have a lot of stuff. But it's a great store to go to, and I have again because I'm fortunate enough to know somebody with a car, and you have a car, and I said yeah. I am blessed and I am thankful – that I can go there because it is not like standing outside. There, when we were coming back on 125th, there was a line of people, clearly of a different race and minority and ethnicity, standing six feet apart outside of the key food on 125th Street waiting to get in. The problem I have is that my car is in a garage and I don't – the people there just don't – they don't do anything. So I have to wipe down my entire car. You will have to wipe down your entire car and you will wipe down your entire car and you will do that and you will go early and we will end on a positive note saying that you will thank every employee in that fucking supermarket. That's right. Or you will not be able to walk out with your fucking groceries and we could end on a note. Everyone loading stuff, loading stuff in. Yeah. End on that note. Thank every motherfucker that's out there working. Go uh, hang out with Rip Van Winkle for a while and uh, we'll check in with you later. All right. All right. I miss you, Linky. Stay safe. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. So just to wrap this up, you can find Lincoln on the Instagram at Lincoln A. Mitchell. You could find him on the Twitter at Lincoln Mitchell. You could find his website at LincolnMitchell.com. You could buy his books if you're looking for something to read. Um, You could read about Lincoln. Uh, And you can uh, get at him in in those uh, methodologies and modalities. You can find me on the Twitter at Small Pencil Club. You can find me on the Instagram at Doodleheads, where every single night at 8 o'clock we do the Coronavirus DJ Jam uh, live. We just spin tunes, and we dance, and we hang out, and we have a good time, and we listen to some good music, and we think about nothing else for that hour-ish. And it's fun, and it's free, and you should come hang out uh, because all the cool kids are doing it. 
Other than that, please stay safe. Please say thank you to people. Please be appreciative of everybody that is out there risking their lives so that we don't have to. And please stay the fuck home. If you need to go out, go out, get in, lock it down, and stay there. Be smart, wash your hands, and, and let's, let's get through this. I mean, this, this, we don't need to drag this shit out. You don't need to go wave at a ship. You don't need to go, you know, hang out and dilly-dally in front of the fucking Dunkin' Donuts. You don't, you don't take your walk, ride your bike, do whatever it is you need to do. I'm not saying stay in 24-7. I'm not that hypocrite. I go out for my run at the crack ass at dawn in the morning. Let's not get that twisted. And I did today run out for essentials, food, coffee, which is my food of choice. Um, but just... Just be smart and, and just think about every time you hear a siren and think about the real life people that are behind the wheels of those buses that are going to take care of and hopefully save somebody and hopefully it'll never be anybody that you know uh, and they're putting their lives on the line for that. So, and if you don't hear the sirens and if you live in a place, and if you live in a place where you're lucky enough not to have to hear that constantly, be thankful for that because it's happening and it's never ending. And it is, it is soul-shaking, and it is bone-jarring, and it is all of those things, and, and, it, and it is trauma-inducing, and, and, and it's upsetting. And, uh, you know, that is why we need to occasionally focus on other things, knowing that those things are happening out there. And, and, and people are, while we're sitting in here, people are risking their lives. And the easiest thing we could do to help them is to stay the fuck put. And that's all I'm going to say. My, I am getting off my soapbox and my pedestal because I am nobody's parent. If you are grown and you, you, you have a job, you, li- you have a life and you can function on some level, uh, you can find a way to do the right thing and stay ass in the damn house. And uh, until the next time, and there will be one because I'm sure Franklin has plenty to say. And if you have anything to say, let me know. We c- you can phone it in. I'm here. We're ready. I'm ready. Uh, hit me up. Until the next time, thanks for listening. Be safe. Be smart. Check on your people and wash your damn hands. Peace and hair grease.